Sleep deprived Jaffe. How long did you stay at? I woke up Wednesday morning and now Uh it's Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that was a good idea. No. No, I don't know why I thought that would be good. I I don't know why I did that. I'm beginning to think this was a mistake, but this is episode 196 of the Insert Credit Show, and also, confusingly, the 420 special. So, in the future, don't look to episode 420 for this. It's 196. Uh, Normally on the show, I present a panel of video game experts with a series of questions under strictly enforced guidelines, but to celebrate a milestone 420 patrons at patreon.com slash insert credit. One day, Yeah, (laughs) that whole thing. I asked our producer to get extremely irresponsibly high and guest write the topics for this special while in that state. Thanks, Esper. Thanks, Esper. (laughs) Esper did that, uh couple months ago, so these questions will be almost as fresh to me as they are to you. Uh, there will be no buzzer this week, as we just go through the questions at our own pace, and just call the show when we run out of them, or when it feels right to do it. I'm Alex Jaffe, and I'm bringing a weird energy to this one, because I thought that instead of getting high, it would be a good idea to alter my state of mind through sleep deprivation. Bad idea. Uh, I'm Frank Cifaldi, and I'm uh, bringing a weird energy to this one, because, uh, I'm doing absolutely nothing different than normal, and therefore, I'll be the weird one. That makes sense. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm bringing a weird energy um, by consuming some two-month-old sake that I opened and then left in the fridge for a long time, and is um, much worse than it was before. Uh, Well, to be clear, the sake itself is older than two months. It's just that it's been open for two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been open for two months. Two months open. It's been aerating, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's been aerating. It's been um, yeah. getting worse. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Patrick Miller is here, too. You know Patrick Miller. I don't have hey, to introduce Patrick Miller. I'll introduce Patrick Miller. Hi, I'm Patrick Miller. I'm, as far as I know, the only one of the insert credit, like, uh, extended family that actually smokes weed. And that always surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. But... <laughs> But here I am. Let's fucking do this, baby. Let's just, fucking do it, man. I, I just can't. Let me, I, my something about my physiology just it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I get that. Well, yeah, I, I, just, that I think it's an interesting topic. I don't know. Like, like I, I've tried so many times to to enjoy smoking weed with friends, and I take a puff of the good weed, and um, I actually just have to go like pass out immediately. Like mm-hmm. something, something's just wrong. So, uh, I can't join you, Patrick Miller. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you're here now, and that's what counts. The yeah. one that I get is, uh, well, there's three. One is nothing happened. Uh, oh, I get that one, too, wrong. actually, sometimes. So to, yeah. to be fair, I've tried multiple times. I've had, like, one good experience, but for the most right. part, I just have to go lay down immediately. Yeah. So I, I get I get nothing. I get I'm violently ill, and I get um, I'm really cranky. I've, I've had one time when it was like I, I felt a little bit floaty, but I had also had several alcohols. So it could have been that instead. So I've, I've never had the good experience. And uh, after after a couple dozen times trying it, you're like, you know what? I've tried the I've tried lozenges. I've tried weed. I've tried resin. Maybe this isn't for me. I've tried edibles. Right. You know, it's just like maybe this isn't my thing. It's funny to me because I find that with weed, as with many other things in my life, I get into it and it is so obviously the right thing for me that I'm like, it takes me a while to realize that it's not similarly that for everyone else. Right. I keep feeling like it should be. Uh, I will I will smoke the weeds so that y'all don't have to. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, and we all got be, different yeah. chemistry happening. Yep. My dad went to like 64 Grateful Dead shows, so not smoking weed was kind of my way of rebelling against my parents. Oh, that makes absolute sense. My dad was also a deadhead. Man, I would yeah. play Grateful Dead 64. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh, jumping into Robert Crumb paintings is what you would do in that game. Yeah. I got a self-portrait from Robert Crumb. Oh, cool. When I was uh, eight or nine. Whoa. Yeah. So Robert Crumb, for those of you who don't know, is a Bay Area cartoonist who is yeah. known for, like, keep on trekking and drawing big booty ladies and, and uh, really cat. skinny dudes. Um, yeah. That cat fella. He He was pretty popular there in those 60s and 70s that they had. But he is also an amateur musician. And so he was a, a guest 
player. I think he played mandolin or banjo. I can't remember which one. In a group called the Cheap Suit Serenaders. And I, growing up in Berkeley and Oakland, um, I lived, <laughs> I didn't live, I worked and sort of lived in a folk music club called the Freight and Salvage, which still exists today. But I pretty much grew up in there. I, every evening when my parents would work, I would just be there around folk music. And I was I was kind of a burgeoning cartoonist myself in my younger days. And so I knew that R. Crumb, Robert Crumb, was famous. And so I drew a little I drew a little cartoon of my family as alien and then wrote a little note on it asking if he could sign it for me. And and then I took it to the green room and, and ran away because I was allowed back there. And I was just a kid like nobody cared if I was in there. Um, but then he drew a whole self-portrait of himself with a bunch of little bubbles around it because he was sick with a cold, and then he sneezed on it. So I also have his his uh, cold jar. Oh, you can clone him! I can clone him if I want to. <laughs> you can make S through Z crumb out of that. That's right. Yeah, any of the rest of the crumbs. <laughs> I could I could make a whole slice of bread if I yeah. put them all together. <laughs> That's, so. you, yeah, you can make croutons. Uh, so uh, these are the questions that Esper wrote. Uh, the first one is a softball uh what game characters smoke weed and what game characters are narcs uh so many narcs narc is a narc narc is a narc yeah his, his name is narc yeah captain narc yeah narc captain the lad okay. no okay. there's a video game called narc which i'm, I'm, I'm aware of the video game called narc <laughs> i'm also aware of the ps2 era reboot narc yeah. which is like a bad gta and you could take drugs or not yeah yeah that was really bad yeah but there was like a cool like dive move that looked really silly that you could just like run around and dive in the street all the time. So I think Bonk smokes weed. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, I think he he consumes at consumes the plant directly, and so he probably doesn't really get high unless he eats a whole bunch of it. All the Hudson characters smoke weed. That's true. Yeah, Bomberman. He's he's vaping inside that mm -hmm. helmet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's just hotboxing in the helmet. More like Bongerman. Nice. Oh, that's one. That's our and, first uh, one. I'm keeping well, I mean, tally of the, the the weed puns here. Already on the Patreon, there was a Bonk's adventure uh, <laughs> joke. Um, I think that Link has smoked weed without realizing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or cooked, and, uh, maybe cooked with it accidentally. I feel like for for anyone who's not in the smoking zone, it is more likely that you know. I mean, it, when Link's going around harvesting or, or collecting all those, uh, you know, herbs and such. Exactly. He's got to. He's got to just accidentally throw some shit in there, right? See what happens. Yeah. Oh shit! It was in there with butter. You're done. <laughs> As some guy in the Southern American states told to my dad, "You don't want to be smoking that ditch weed." Uh, when my dad <laughs> got, got off of his school bus that he had modified and was driving across America, and uh, was like, "Look." There's marijuana just growing on the ground, and some guy in a cowboy hat was like, "You don't, you don't want to be drinking, uh, smoking that ditch weed." So, uh, yep, watch out for the ditch weed. Yeah. So Link, Link's probably cooking with that ditch weed. I'll tell you who's a narc is the uh, main character from Dishonored because he's always trying to dish on a red. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the the cop archetype, right, is so ingrained in video games that there's 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 a lot of narcs. Yeah, I mean, out Master there, Chief's a narc, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is Gears of War a narc? Is Marcus Phoenix a narc, but Coltrane smokes? Marcus Phoenix? No, Marcus narc. Phoenix smokes weed. Yeah. Okay. You didn't read the, the comic books. Yeah. <laughs> the comic books written by uh, noted Republican Karen Travis. <laughs> this is somewhat, somewhat adjacent to video games, but the uh, prevalence of like dragon art of Dragon Ball characters, but they're all weeded up. I mean, yeah, the, weeding something up on in, in internet memes and such. Sort of, sure. Such a broad brush you can paint on anything. Rasta Burt Simpson. On, yeah, like. Uh, that kind of stuff. I always, I always felt like there was there's something deeply impressive to me about someone looking at a Goku or a Vegeta and just being like, you know what this dude needs? He needs a backwards baseball <laughs> he needs cap. To get high. Big, yeah, like yeah. Goku. If if Goku smoked weed, his I mean his his life is already already seems pretty good. So you know I I can't talk too much shit about that. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the episodes just get a little bit longer. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe things slow down a little bit more, but maybe people don't yell so much. Maybe maybe people people find time to talk through stuff instead of uh, yeah. always beating the crap out of you. Yeah, I've, I haven't watched Z yet, but uh, I've watched the original and uh, Pilaf and his crew definitely smoke weed. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. my favorite thing about that show is that Pilaf and his and his crew his, his crew of two um, sleep in the same room. Yeah, that is the <laughs> best. Like I'm 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 two episodes away from finishing the original. I Dragon love the Pilaf crew, and that is that is the best thing about that show is that the bad guys <laughs> sleep in the same room together. Yeah, it's good. Bunk bed. 
Yeah, I mean, all those Sonic characters, except maybe maybe Tails. Amy doesn't smoke weed. Oh, Sonic um, doesn't smoke weed. Come on. He doesn't Sonic smoke weed. Sonic just gets high from running. Yeah, he's got yeah. that yeah, runner's he, high. He's the yeah. runner's high. That's his deal. Tails, I think, probably smokes weed. Really? Sonic's could, just a big bomb. If you could fly like that, I mean... Maybe maybe Tails in the state that he is depicted, maybe maybe Tails in Sonic games is uh, like too young or too innocent, but is the type to eventually smoke weed. Yeah, I believe that in high school. He's growing up a narc. Yeah. But he'll snap out <laughs> of it. Like, that's yeah. what Tails is. Yeah. Rouge the Bat smokes weed. Knuckles smokes weed. Oh, Knuckles smokes a lot of weed. Knuckles, smokes, yeah. Knuckles smokes hashish. Somehow Metal Sonic smokes weed. No, Metal Sonic, Sonic is a bomb. Oh, is a bomb. Metal Sonic is a volcano. You could, like that, that is a finely like engineered German precision uh, vaping device that costs six hundred. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's Metal, Metal Sonic. Sonic is Doctor Robotnik's bong. I mean, so so Patrick was asking about Mario and Luigi. Uh, yeah, I don't think they smoke weed. I no. don't think they're narcs. I think you ask Mario about weed, he just kind of looks at you blankly for like five seconds, and then he goes, "What?" <laughs> and then runs away and then he pulls a giant radish out of the ground like huh is this yeah, what you're talking I, about i think uh i think mario and luigi just accidentally not accidentally occasionally sneak a little piece of toad's hat and uh, yeah <laughs> go on a mystical journey <laughs> it grows back don't worry about yeah, it it's just, you know the he doesn't feel it there are no pain receptors up there is toad i thought toad was female Toads a species. Come on. Yeah, toads a species. Oh, yeah, go with it. Go with it. Come on. Come on, people. Okay, okay. Come on. Yeah. Pac-Man uh, smokes weed, right? Come on. Pac-Man smokes weed. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Game and Watch smokes weed. Donkey well, Pac-Man used to weed. smoke weed. Pac-Man used to smoke weed before he was a family man. Yeah. Pac-Man's popping pills, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think weed would be like the come down for Pac-Man. That's like the after right. party. Anyway, yeah. this is good, but we should move on because there's no buzzer and I got stuff to do. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. Here's <laughs> our next question. Fine. Fine. Uh, what are some underrated gamer snacks? Doritos. In what universe is Barbaritos underrated? Yeah, I know there was a joke, but um, we sh we shouldn't be eating Doritos right now because uh, because Frito Lay is on strike. Who who owns Cheez Its? Um, Bisco. I think it's Sunshine, but I like Cheez Its a lot. I like Cheez Its too, especially the extra toasty ones. If you or extra toasted. Mm, oh, those make me sick go. for some reason. No, that's wrong. Whoa, yeah. I like I like the Tabasco Cheez Its. I don't know if they still make them shits, but that shit was Ooh. good. I feel like Cheez Its are not the same as when i was a kid and i don't know if that's kid memory or if they've cheapened them i feel like it's the latter i feel like they're not as cheesy as they used to be i feel like they make they make sprite different than they did when i was a kid has anyone drunk sprite recently no i'm so i have but I, only the mcdonald's uh, i mean not that recent i'm talking about in the last five years i had a sprite and i was uh, shocked at the amount of sugar they had in there but it might just be because i hadn't had one in 10 years before that i will i will i will give you the my favorite video game snack and it's at game center which is the fighting game venue that we run at events out of in belmont uh the proprietor his name's milling has a soda machine and one of the buttons is random select where it, he just loads mm, it up with rules. a oh, selection of one-offs and everyone looks at the options and they're like i could choose this drink or i could get random select and this it, the, most of the other options are like he's got arizona iced tea bottled water coke sprite whatever the stuff in random select is like baja blast vanilla coke cactus cooler y'all know cactus cooler brandon I feel yeah like i've heard of cactus it. cooler yeah there there one cactus cooler is definitely underrated gamer snack um and mm -hmm. two how you get the snack just increases the uh the the value of that snack right now we're all like gotcha pulling our sodas and it feels amazing yeah you get to be rio hazuki yeah and uh exactly getting your snack like some lucky hit okay i want i want one of those but like it's a zero calorie random then i'm in mm -hmm. yep diet random yeah diet random you you sound like a man who partakes of the uh fruit flavored sparkling water stuff mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, what what are your favorites? Because I've definitely spent the last two years just combing that aisle, and oh man, it's exploding with options. It's exploding. It's it's a it's a product sector that is uh, exploding right now. Um, my favorite of all time has been canceled. It was oh, no. too. it was by Aha, and it was my Black huh? Cherry Coffee. Uh, man, oh my... man, I had some of those. Those were good. Those yeah, were weird, but those were my good. favorite that was also canceled which is also by aha which is by the way coca-cola company unfortunately interesting okay is uh ginger apple was 100 mm -hmm. my Ooh. very favorite it was, was so good i think aha in general is my favorite unfortunately i don't know that any corporations that make sodas that get to all the grocery mega markets are 
kind? Probably not. <laughs> I go for Soleil, which is just Safeway's brand. Okay. So I, okay. I've been digging into Soleil lately, and, and the cucumber melon, the apple. There, there's some mm. there's some good underrated hits. Yes. I, I was a little skeptical. No, they're they're good. Apple is good. Uh, tangerine is good. Cucumber melon, I was drinking for way too long and burned out on. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah Soleil's got some good ones. I just want to say wrap snacks. Ooh, wrap snack. For my girlfriend specifically, all the wrap snacks are like sour cream and onion, but there's a little honey or sugar in it. Or barbecue and it's a little bit sweet so it's it's all like those flavor if you like a slight a tinge of sweetness in your chip then wrap snacks mm. are really good and one other that i have to recommend is have a chips which i think you can only get in california but these are my favorite chips in the world they are corn chips with soy sauce and lime and there's uh there's no quality control so sometimes you get one that's got not very much on it and sometimes you get a dark one and you're like heck yeah i'm gonna get some salt today anyway um have a chips they're made in laguna beach california and i've been eating them since i was a wee baron and they still exist and they're excellent if you can get hold. all right on the subject of chips i'm a i'm a zaps uh voodoo chips guy uh oh. is my choice um and another sparkling water real quick is nixie brand uh peach black tea so you're seeing a, a Ooh, bit of a, a trend here with my tastes i guess in the sparkling yeah, you water want the caffeine yeah you, pr- you prefer the, the caffeine i don't care about the yeah. caffeine i just like the flavor i just i want some want some bitter with my sweet it was sense. it was really interesting to, for me to look at one of the like i think it was like a mango black tea a- ingredients and realize there isn't actually any tea in there it's black tea flavoring mm-hmm. right? it, it is flavoring just like any other flavor that they work with and then that got me thinking if i drank those canned flavored waters out of a glass without seeing what the thing was like if and if i had not been the one to buy it right if i was truly random selecting it or you know blind uh blind drinking it i probably would not be able to work backwards from the flavor to tell you what they what they described it as oh yeah a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah. i would just like to shout out friend of the show lottie may who uh, tweets every time she gets a bag of Milky Way Magic Stars. Oh, that's right. And rates uh, the weight, the count, and how many stars are broken to uh, give a score to each bag. Yeah, I mean, that's gamer dedication. Yeah, that's a gamer snack. I don't remember the specific fruits, but it's something like watermelon flavor in the U.S. for candy is like Mm -hmm. pear flavor in the U.K., or something (laughs) so like there really is something to that um but really most underrated gamer snack is grapes come on let's move on okay i can't believe they localized watermelon as pear that's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) yeah they they put angry eyebrows on it and there's also a u in pear i don't know yeah Yeah. Uh, next is memorable video game related dreams wait do, do i get a point for the first slam on the british Sure. I thought you didn't want points. <laughs> no, nobody wins this episode. Okay, all right. Oh, good. There's going to be a team game at the end, but... Uh, oh, a team game. Yeah, so nobody wins or loses that one. Okay, so what what, what was the, the prompt again? Memorable video game dream. Mm. Well, I guess there's that one in the old Metal Gear Solid where you just, like, dream a whole other game sequence, right? Yeah. Right, and that was, I believe, a prototype that that same studio had put together for a game they did not pursue. And that, so they just put it in a snake's dream. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That was in Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. Got it. I, my head immediately went to Link to the Past. Isn't that a dream? Link's Awakening is a oh, dream. There we go. But it's yeah. like you're in someone else's dream. Super okay. Mario Brothers 2 is famously a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bart's Nightmare. Bart's Nightmare is Bart's a nightmare, dream. Yeah, that game sucks, but uh, can't avoid it. No nightmare should be a best dream, though. So that doesn't Kirby, qualify. Kirby, Nightmare and Dreamland. The... That's a nightmare. Or Kirby's Dreamland. Mm. Okay, these are technically nightmares also, but um, I like the dream stuff going on in Alundra where you're hopping into people's um, brains and solving their problems. You turn the nightmares into into positivity and then and then they're fine again. So those those are pretty good. All the dungeons are basically going into someone's dream. That's that's kind of neat. I thought that Esper was asking about dreams we've had about video Mm. games. Oh, I like this, too. So the funny thing about that prompt is for a lot of people, including myself, uh, weed actually makes it so you don't really have dreams as much. You don't really experience yeah. them quite so vividly. Sleeping feels more often just like you close your eyes and then, and then open your eyes and kind of nothing happens. I've played games like that. I haven't had a whole lot of video game dreams that are interesting, but one common thing for me is if I play too much of a puzzle game, like, for example, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, and I just play that like up until 1 a.m. when I fall asleep, then I will dream that game, but I can't control it. 
mm-hmm. and and it's like this stressful nightmare situation where like my brain is really active and working to try to solve this puzzle that I can't solve because I can't the control Tetris it. The Tetris so effect. I wake up really uh, really tired off that, and it's that's no good. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. It's like a sleep paralysis version of the Tetris effect. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, I only have bad dreams about video games. Like this, this it's so embarrassing to have this kind of dream. But uh, I have so many times had the the kind of dream where I'm like sifting through a garage sale and I see all this rare stuff and I'm, I managed to acquire it. And then I'm like, oh no, this is a dream. I can't have these. Oh, I've had that. It's so stupid. But a good one that I had. I mean, it was also bad because I couldn't have it in real life. But I may have mentioned this on the podcast in the past. I had a dream that I found this prototype console, game console, which was a lot like a Wonderswan, except the screen was metallic. It was like, it was, it was well, it was somewhere between LCD and LED, like printed on metallic surface. Oh, I remember you describing this. Yeah. So it had this odd like tint to it but it looked unique and it was this very special feeling thing and i was like this is actually a really good idea i should totally do this and that's what i thought in the dream um but then i woke up and i was like oh it's not real and that's also impossible to make probably maybe now you could who knows what with the technologies they have it's kind of find yourself a shader art yeah yeah well um my best. i once dreamed that i found uh, a prototype like nes game and it was uh bible adventures 2 yeah um and the uh the label was uh noah on a skateboard very good yeah i think we've done that before but we have accurately addresses the prompt yeah uh as long as we're telling stories we told before i had a dream when i was a kid that i was being eaten by a like like from zelda it was harrowing like like did it feel like being getting disintegrated do you feel like there were teeth involved Um, those things are just like gelatin right yeah it, it, it it felt acidic like, uh, okay, I, yeah, it was like you're getting oh, dissolved. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's accurate, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how it felt to me in the dream. Okay, no good video game dreams. And next question: Do you think Bayonetta and Lady Dimitrescu know each other? What's that like? Oh, probably some similar people worked. No, they didn't. I don't think similar people worked on them, but they come from a similar lineage. I'm gonna say they don't know each other because Nintendo locked down Bayonetta. And uh, Resident Evil Village isn't on the Switch. I don't feel like they would interact that much. I feel like Bayonetta would not be interested in Lady Dimitrescu. No. You know how in Wreck-It Ralph, video game character is a job? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like what they do, and then when they're not doing it, they're, they're, they're just themselves, right? Like, yeah. if you imagine them more as, as performers, right? Like, you know, oh, Bayonetta starring in Bayonetta. That's not, you know, she's in a video game. And oh, Muppet when she's style. not in a video game, she's doing other stuff, right? Um, I can imagine them in being like sense, familiar of each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the number of badass women video game characters is a lot lower than it should be. In the same way that the industry has like a significant gender imbalance that you know like is a major issue for our ability to create like awesome shit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Notable women in games often know each other because the club is smaller and because there's only so many people that you can you know trade kind of compare experiences with. And stuff yeah, like maybe that. they do a lot of con panels together, but don't really. Yeah, hang maybe out. They show up on a podcast every now and then. Yeah. Like that. What I think is is that these two have both been in the same uh, woman-run burlesque troupe, but at different times. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're both alums. That's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking they like they used to run into each other playing uh, volleyball, like in their college days. Roller derby. As... Roller derby. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. See, that's I was going volleyball because of the height. You know, they're the, they're the whatever you call them centers, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah. No, that works too. Six feet, whatever women on the roller derby ring. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, They'll that's do well. it. That's it. That's good. Oh man. You know what's crazy about Bayonetta? What's crazy about Bayonetta? What's crazy about Bayonetta is that she has to kill angels like every day or she goes to hell. So her whole day is about finding angels and killing them. I've never found one angel. That's got to be really frustrating. I wonder if she has to actively think about how her hair is configured or if it comes naturally at a certain point. Like, Nah, that's magic. Driving a, a stick shift, eventually you sort of forget that you're doing it. Like, it, like manual cars you don't think about it at all but with a stick shift you get so used to doing it that eventually it just becomes part of driving but sometimes you do something stupid because i don't know your brain just 
flopped over itself, similar to biting biting your cheek while you're eating or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like you have to think about it again. And so I wonder if that moment happens for her with her with her hair outfit, where she's like, "Oops, I got to think about how my hair is covering my body." Oh, you know what I think? I think maybe Bayonetta and Lady Dimitrescu used to be friends, and then uh, Lady D had all these kids. And all she talked about all day were those three kids. <laughs> and Beta's like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And uh, they, they kind of fell apart. Like, you know. Yeah, Beta just kind of ghosted her. Like, they're still friends on Facebook. Right, exactly. Happy birthday. I don't want to look at any more pics of your kids. <laughs> Wipe their faces. Yeah, but like five more years and Dimitrescu is going to be like, hey, you want to hang out again? And and Beta will be like, yeah, sure. And, uh, the, you know, kids will be out of the house. They, they've got their yeah. own covens going, whatever. Um, yeah. Hey, what happened to your kids? Oh, uh, Ethan Winters killed all of them. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as the hair goes, as someone who does fight and also has hair down to about his, like, almost my hips, um, you do kind of learn to manage your hair as part of the, uh, you, you just kind of think of it as more weight on your body that you need to distribute in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, her, her entire outfit is made out of her hair. Right. Right. So, that would be it, additional complication. Yeah, yeah, I think it extends to uh, to what you're talking about. Let's do the next one. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Uh, do you think Sonic the Hedgehog gets tired of all the Chronic the Hempog jokes? Mm. He probably uh, thinks they're hilarious. So, I mean, we didn't really establish this, but I do kind of think he's probably a narc. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if he's such a narc that he's like, don't say that. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know that he's like upset by it, but I think he... But he's also not cool enough to like do the like jerking off motion in the air when he hears it, you know. Right. Like it, so well, this is a complicated. This is a really good question. Yeah. Well, so, so in, in regards to the Sonic as an arc thing, like I understand it from a dispositional perspective, but this dude is also like an eco terrorist who is freeing his animal friends from the shackles of industrial capitalist slavery. Oh sure, yeah. So yeah, I feel like true. this dude probably hangs out with people who smokes weed just as a matter of course. Like I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think what comes to mind when I think of Sonic is ideologically consistent. Yes, mm. I, I think that his his actions do not really match up with his "come on guys" kind of a attitude situation yeah. that he's got going on. So he's he's so I guess that means it could be random. Like maybe he passes a police station. He's like, you know, by the way, I saw Tails smoking weed. I don't know. Maybe he's narking on members of the uh, Robotnik ar army and protecting his friends or something like that. He probably doesn't get tired of it because he he likes when um, he's the subject. Of, oh, yeah. When he's the center of attention, when he's the, yeah. the subject of conversation. So I think even if a... it's weird, he's probably just like, yeah, let's 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 talk about me some more. At least they're talking about me. Right. Does Sonic have a sense of humor. He thinks he does, but he doesn't really. Who do you think coined the term Robotnik? That's mm -hmm. comedy gold. I think it was Tails. <laughs> I think it was Tails that, that came up with that. Well, I mean, this guy, like, you know, when, like, robots are trying to capture him, he, like, dresses in a dress like Bugs Bunny and, and, and does weird routines, you know? So True. that's my Sonic anyway. I don't, I haven't really, I'm only familiar with the, 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 that one specific cartoon. I, I actually didn't even know he was a video game character until right now. So. <laughs> I tried rewatching oh, wow. that cartoon a little while ago. And did you know they have a whole episode that's just the uh, SNL Da Bears sketch, but with actual what, bears? What do you mean you tried to watch, man? You just watched that show. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I once was miserable. having lunch with someone who, who uh, was a background artist in animation and he, and he mentioned that show and I was like, oh man, oh man. And I just kept asking him about it. Um, I did the same thing when he said two stupid dogs or whatever. Um, but nice. with that show, he's just like, like for him, it's just like, he doesn't have good memories, but, but his explanation was like, he'd draw the weird backgrounds and they're great. They're really weird in the, yeah. in the cartoon. And he, and he'd be like, is this going to work? Is this going to break the animation? And like, you know, his supervisors would be smoking weed going, yeah, I don't know, whatever. And like, just take it. And like, you watch the show and sometimes the animations just don't make sense with the backgrounds at all. And I think it's the magic of that show is weed. Sounds, that sounds all right. I mean, okay. you gotta have a lot of zones in a Sonic property. That's mm -hmm. true. There's like weird plants and stuff. It's like a bunch of the guys who like left uh, Spumco just went and did this cartoon for like half the cost or something and, and just messed around and had fun. And it's just really, it's not a good show, but it's like, man, no one was watching these guys. <laughs> they were just yeah. doing whatever they want. And God, Robotnik's butt, man, in that show. Yeah, Robotnik. Man, Spumco is so tainted forever to me now. I know, I know. It's, it's just hard to bring up. But like, there, there were people there who weren't that monster, right? 
So like right. they yeah. and they're and they're they're talented cartoonists. And but anyway, back to Robotnik's butt. Man, every time you see his butt in that show, a lot of animation goes into that butt. It's, it's like all Lovingly. the budget goes into his. Yeah, it's just they love his butt. They love sculpting that butt. They love making the cheeks bounce independently. They love mm-hmm. making him do things like like he grabs his butt cheeks and lifts them before he sits like it's a dress. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. He does. He absolutely does. He wants to get his butthole on a surface. That's what it is, <laughs> his objective. He's got to make sure his butthole to surface. Otherwise, he feels yeah. uncomfortable. There's one scene where like he's in like the windowsill of his castle thing or whatever, you know, that, that huge that where the huge statue of him is. And like Sonic's talking to him outside, like taunting him. But every time the camera goes back to Robotnik in the window cell, he's in a new, like, seductive pose. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. And I can't believe they got away with everything they got away with Man, in that show. What a show. I, I'm yeah. getting serious. Like, 2001 Space Odyssey, my God, it's full of stars. But it's Frank talking about Robotnik's butt. It's, it's a beautiful <laughs> moment, uh, my God, it's full of stars. Was actually in 2010, the year we made contact. It wasn't oh, in 2001: A Space Odyssey. But he saw it in 2001. So. Yeah. The, the, the okay, awe in which you talk about Bayonetta's daily life, I'm sure she would say the same thing about you. She'd just be like, "Can you believe there's a guy whose job it is to know this kind of stuff?" Man, I had no yeah, idea. Anyway, back to true. killing angels. That's true. <laughs> All right. Next question from Esper. Uh, describe the worst Flash game you can remember and give it constructive criticism. I can only remember good ones. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good question for people with photographic memory. Yeah, I don't know that I retained any bad Flash games. Hey, does that photographic memory have Flash photography? Excellent, hilarious joke, Alex Jaffe. Thanks. <laughs> I've been awake for like 36 hours. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. I bet that most of the actually bad ones were like, Adver games that we can't remember yeah. at this point, but um, oh, spank the monkey, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, there was an adver game that Skrillex worked on Skrillex? something like that. It was, I think, it was for a Skrillex uh release of some sort, and so it used his music. I remember it being like vaguely Legend of Zelda inspired or something like that. It was, I don't know. You, you, do you remember the point where every single like remotely trendy like restaurant or release or whatever had like a dedicated flash site that they got some jerk to make yes. like cool music and it took forever to load? I feel Man, like it was around that. this this period of time. What a time! I like to imagine that Skrillex intended to call himself Skill Rex, but accidentally misspelled his name on some DJ form. This is an odd thing to to like to think, in my yeah. I like to think that a lot. I think about it like a couple times an hour. I don't know. I feel like you could free up some cycles. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's yeah let's let's clear up some memory space there. Yeah, I I feel like the thing that I like most about this question is all of us realizing that we only remember the good Flash games. Yeah, yeah. But if if we took those Flash games and released them as like $50 box products or whatever at that moment, right? Let's say Quop came out for the PlayStation 1, right? Or uh, Winnie the, what was it? Uh, Home Run Derby, the Winnie the Pooh Home Run Derby game. That game's legendary, right? Nanaka yeah. Crash, like all this stuff. Nanaka Crash. So now, good. If, if any of these games were released as like a console release, then they would have been pants. But in yeah. their medium, in the form that they were released, they right. became these like these high moments in you know in in in, in the history of this medium. That's fucking nice. awesome. High There's no replacement hey. for it at all. There's no replacement for something that's that easy to make, and yeah. also the barrier to entry is clicking a link and suddenly you're in a game. Like that's yeah. For some reason, that's not Stadia or whatever, right? Like we're still not there for some reason. It you sucks just click that a link and gone. it's like, oh, you're in, you're in a game. You're playing the game now. Yeah, it was supposed to be HTML5 was going to replace it, and that, of course, did not occur. Uh, Facebook games weren't technically all made in Flash, but there were some... They mostly were, yeah. They like... mostly were, so I, I guess probably all the worst ones were just, join my guild to give me gems. <laughs> yeah. Kind of nonsenses. I don't remember what any of them were called, but they were similar to the, uh, the idea of uh, pregnant Elsa dies at dentist, which we've mentioned on this uh, podcast <laughs> in the times. past couple of times how long did it take everyone here to realize that congregate was a play on donkey kong i don't think it is with the k it's congregate yeah but i don't think it actually uh, i don't know if that was a joke but it is it, no it i, I think they yeah i think they made that the thing for like flash game repository congregate i mean the logo is an ant i, I yeah but i think they named or it where's the k coming kong. from yeah. it starts with a k could be mortal Kombat. 
So no. like they didn't want it. They wanted better SEOs. And they, they have the and... whole word Kong in there. I know a couple of folks who used to work there, and now I'm going to ask them. Though. Please do. Please okay. do and get back we'll to do. us. All right. right, Emily Greer. We're gonna it would find mean out. a lot to me. Okay. Actually, one of them was the other Alex Jaffe, so we could ask him. Yeah, please. Other Alex Jaffe, if you're listening, write in and tell me about Congregate. OAJ, as we call him. Yeah. Should we take, should we take a break? Uh, yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> okay. Take a break before I message Emily game. Greer. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send her a message. Um, uh, yeah, please. Not right ask now. her right No, ask her right now. Go ahead. She's not going to tell me right now. <laughs> text her. See Actually, if she maybe I have her phone number. If I do have her phone number, I'll text her and ask. Please. JLBRB. And let's see if we get a response before the end of the show. Emily Greer calling in to the Insert Podcast yeah. Podcast. Is Congregate a play on Donkey Kong? The people need to know. Uh, I don't have her phone number, so I could Damn. DM her on Twitter. But, but it turns out we didn't follow each other. I just followed her right now. Oh, I can DM her. <laughs> we follow each other. I got Ooh, it. Oh, the flex. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm going to ask Alex Jaffe. Uh, hey, Alex Jaffe was Congregate. I mean, the answer is no, but it, it'll be good to know. I think it's yes. Five bucks. We got some stakes on this. Yeah, five bucks. I'm betting five American dollars that Congregate was based on Donkey Kong. Who's got this action? I'm betting against it right now. I'm betting against it as well. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you both five bucks if I'm wrong. I have asked Emily Greer. All right. Welcome back Let's to the see. show. Uh, this is the 420 episode. We're all kind of in a really weird headspace. And... Uh, you know what? I'm kind of feeling okay about it. How are you feeling over there, Patrick? Oh, I'm chilling, baby. Let's go. Very good. Here's the next <laughs> question from Esper. Uh, Esper says, what's with the weird relationship between game-to-film adaptations and film-to-game adaptations? Why are these media generally so close yet so far? Esper says, Jeff, you may have already asked this, and maybe I have, and maybe I haven't. I didn't think to check. Well, I got some answers about this, and I think one of the big ones is the uh older no longer firmly held desire to release the game at the same time as the movie that was what made the game bad generally was very short turnaround time not so much insight into what the movie was actually about because they didn't want to you know they didn't want info leaking so you'd wind up with a game that was sort of having something to do with the movie but was also made in three months and kind of sucked and so that's why alien resurrection which i mentioned on the British Games podcast is an excellent one because they just took another year and made it yeah. a cool game that has very little to do with it. It takes place in the world of Alien Resurrection, but isn't like about that movie. And then on the other direction, I think it's because for a very long time, this has definitely changed recently, but for a very long time, the people that got the rights, the film rights to video game properties did not care. Sorry. Whoa, that was Sorry, a very right. loud bark. I mean, that's exactly what they felt like. That was a like preach on to yeah. you is what that was. Yeah, dog agrees. Testify. Um, that's how, where you got like Uva Bull got all of these video game licenses because he was able to pay some money and it was free money for Sega or Activision or Atari or whoever, uh, Infogrames, whoever owned Alone in the Dark. Um, and they were like, fine, ruin our property. We don't care. Make a movie. And uh, they would just do it. So it was either like crassly wanting to capitalize on something children are into or crassly capitalizing on here's an ip that already exists that i can just make a movie that's destined to fail that is designed to fail as uva bowl's movies were because well, did they, wait, wait 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 do they fail like they lose money they yeah so uva bowl's whole scheme was you could get funding from the german government up to like five million dollars to make a movie and if it made less than that amount back you didn't have to pay it back there was no review oh. If you okay. if if your money lost, if your if your movie lost money. And okay. so he was his whole scheme was I will make a bad movie that will. I mean, I don't think he was really trying to make a bad movie, but he wasn't trying to make a good one either. I did. Did I tell this story about how I was watching the House of the Dead commentary recently? I don't remember. Tell it. I was watching the director's commentary for it. And um, Uva Bull was like, yes, the children, they're playing this game in all the palladiums. And uh, and one of the actors was like, Palladium was just, that was the name of one arcade that we went to. And he's like, what? And the actor is like, so so we took him to this arcade. It was called the Palladium. And there was an arcade called Palladium in Los Angeles. And ever since then, for the last year and a half, he's been telling everybody that arcades are Palladiums. Palladiums. We might have to adopt that here. I freaking love it. 
So like yeah. that that's the man that was making these games, uh, these movies about these games. And, <laughs> the uh, man who didn't know what arcades were. He didn't know what arcades were. And he was like, I know all about these properties. They played in all the Palladiums. Um, I mean, how many like major ones have there been? There's been Super Mario. There's been like Mortal the Kombat. first Resident Evil, Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Assassin's Creed. Warcraft. Was there an Assassin's Creed that was? Oh, God. Warcraft. Yep, okay, there's, there's more than Man, yeah. I have a list here because I've been wanting to. Whenever we get uh, Aaron Stewart on on here, uh, I've been wanting to do a movie ranking episode. A movie ranking episode. So um, I've, yeah. I've listed some that I haven't watched. I feel like all the video game movies are not, you know, worse than where like the comic book movies were at that point. You know, like it's yeah. it's it just takes a long time. I think they are. I think movie and like TV producer people are like besides like republicans the worst garbage humans in the world and yeah. i think that they refuse to acknowledge that uh, a property can can be treated in a way that isn't their like dumbass assembly line way of making things and okay. so uh i think that they think that they know better uh what makes a property appealing um than the people who actually find the property appealing i've, I've mentioned this before but they're indivisible got licensed to become a some sort of film or TV property. I don't actually. Oh wait, know. wait! I have breaking news, everyone! Breaking news. Emily Greer. The conversation. Uh, the, sorry, the the reply from Emily Greer. Oh boy. When I asked, did Donkey Kong have anything to do with the K and congregate? Congregate is LOL. No. Oh no! I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. No! I was sure. The K was go. because it was a URL we could get, hey. and it was. <laughs> And it was I vaguely thought it was like, you know, like gamery. video games. Vaguely gamery to use a K. Uh, because of stuff like Mortal Kombat. All so right. Guess who was right? It was me. Damn. It was me. I was sure. Out. I was so sure. I've been come up. My comeuppance has, has arrived. All right. I think on that we have to go on to the next question. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, what can we say about the classic winners don't do drugs campaign in arcades or palladium? It's so stupid that I remember definitely it. didn't work. No, I mean, it definitely it was something for uh, kids in my high school to laugh at while smoking weed. Yeah, um, that was something. I mean, I play old games that still have that shit in there and I laugh while smoking weed like every time. It's awesome. I was talking to Emily Greer. What was the question? What can we say about the classic winners don't do drugs campaign in arcades? Uh, that was the uh, narcs. There, there were narcs behind that. They were narcs. <laughs> they were all narcs. All right. I, th I mean, yeah. well, okay. So was that, that was like. It was part of the Nancy Reagan dare stuff, right? Was it, was it something that was optional to put in a game? Was it something that was enforced? I don't actually know. I would question. think you would know some stuff about it. It felt like it was enforced to me, but I actually don't know the real answer to that. That's interesting. It's one of the first ads that you yeah. would see in a video game, right? Like that, that, that screen is kind of ad in. It almost felt like a precursor to the ESRB. Yeah. It was only in arcades, which were coming off the end of being controversial, maybe at the time, right? Because like we're still coming off of the era where arcades are where the kids smoke the weed. And do yeah. and do the bad kid stuff. It could right? have been so, after Mortal Kombat as like a concession. It's like okay, no, I know that you don't that. like blood. Was it before Mortal Kombat? Okay, I'm looking it up. Hang on. This is this is interesting to me because I remember there was uh, it was when I think like a retro arcade. I, I forget where it was, but it opened up somewhere in the Bay Area, and I was on a eighty nine. Oh, wow. I was on a mailing list with a bunch of other locate local arcade enthusiasts. I think Frank, you might have been on there too, or Brandon. Um, but. Someone commented on how arcades had changed after Street Fighter 2 because that was when they had let all the riffraff in. And I was mm. like, wow, huh? that, that yeah, sure that is was a generational. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, a, a general generational turning point in arcade games, right? Like that's objectively wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But but if they think of Street Fighter 2 is when hooligans took over the arcades to beat each other up and and the, the you know, the, the civilized competition over high scoreboards and stuff was gone. Right. Then anti-drug PSAs like if that's the kind of reputation or the kind of image that people have for an arcade at that period of time drug PSAs make perfect sense yeah I'm also realizing the uh the racially charged aspect of what that person was saying because like Street Fighter yep. was definitely bringing a diverse crowd into yeah. the arcades and like yeah oh man what a, These aren't what a thing white to kids. say that's pretty bad. Did, have we ever talked about the first place that we played an arcade game? Because for me, it was definitely I played Street Fighter 2 in 
a 7-Eleven and it was Rainbow Edition. Ooh. I was, I was also Street Fighter 2. Actually, I don't think I don't think Street Fighter 2 is my first arcade game. Um, I do remember the first Street Fighter 2 that I played. It was in a 7-Eleven on Clement Street, actually. Uh, and place closed down a couple years ago. It made me real sad. But uh, my mom and dad actually went on arcade dates. Like, that was a thing. Oh, wow. You know? And I guess she was, like, really good at Centipede. Um, I thought it was, I was like, oh, it's, this is where I get it from, you know? That rules because Centipede is, like, an extremely notable, prominent arcade game developed by a woman. So it, mm-hmm. it rules that that actually worked toward getting your mom to play that game. Also, like, high-level Centipede looks awesome. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's very impressive. That game rules. My childhood arcade was a place called Boomer's. They also had, uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, who goes there now. Yeah, uh, well, they also had a uh, mini golf course, and uh, their mascot basically looked like the Pringles logo. And uh, in their waning years, Apparently they mustache. thought they, in their waning years, they thought <laughs> that the best way to attract an audience would be to build the world's biggest wooden roller coaster. They thought like coaster heads. Oh, would God. come uh, flocking to go oh, there. But, uh, it was this zone. huge boondoggle that took many years and uh, nobody came and the whole thing went bankrupt. Frank, you ever see the world's largest thermometer? Do you ever stop near there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's in uh, Baker, California. Right. Um, and they got that Greek takeout place and they got real good milkshakes there. Exactly. Um, the I, I um, had stopped there a bunch of times because why not on your way from Los Angeles to got Las to. Vegas? It's right That's there. exactly it, because I grew up in, in Vegas, as you know. Yeah. So like that was where that was the first stop after leaving Vegas every time for me. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and for me, I in college, I was going to school in L.A. and I had, was dating a lady from Las Vegas. And so we would go out there and visit her family. But um, the last time that I went to it, it was really hot mm-hmm. and it was just entirely covered with bugs. There, there were bugs everywhere. And it was just like Baker or the thermometer. Well, Baker, I should say okay. um, entirely. But the but the thermometer being like glowy or whatever, reflecting the lights of the other lights, all the bugs were just like, I got to get on this thing. Yeah. And uh, so the, it was just the world's biggest bug magnet is what it w- had become at that point. Wow. That itself is kind of an attraction, I guess, for a different yeah, sort. The... Baker seems like a very sad place because you go there and like the youth are hanging out in the parking lot of the gas station because that's like Absolutely. the one place. So yeah. don't live in Baker, folks. Yeah. Winners right. don't, don't live in Baker. Winners don't live in Baker. Don't get born in Baker if you have the choice. Next question. Uh, this one comes from uh, Esper Quinn who asks, <laughs> what's a game that's just all right? I have to say that was the best joke so far. Uh, <laughs> this one comes from Esper Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was even intentional. It was. I liked it. Game that's just all right. Boy, that's a lot of them. Yeah. I'm looking over here at my PC Engine wall, and as much as I love that console, like almost every RPG on there is just all right. It's like, okay, yeah, you played Dragon Quest. Uh, congratulations. Um, you thought you could do it too, but you couldn't. <laughs> Here's a game. I, oh, I have an answer. I have an answer. Yeah. The entire Adventure Island series. Yeah. Mm, that's all true. right. That's that true. is my answer. Final answer. No, that's good. Yeah, it's just fine. Yeah. Real. Yeah. But again, Hudson, right? So he smokes weed. Yeah. He smokes weed. Oh, <laughs> obviously the Adventures I guy smokes weed. 16 shot, more like 16 hit. Oh, you know what game is also just all right? And the protagonist also smokes weed? Uh, the Gomon series, Mystical Ninja. Uh, yeah. Tim, if, if Tim were here, he would disagree with you on that being just all right. Um, yeah, he probably well, smokes he weed, ain't. that guy, but um, yeah, he's not here. It, it gets a little bit beyond just all right because it, it, it's actually funny. Yeah, so that's it's a little true. bit more than just all right. All right. Uh, the Winback series, that's just all right. Yeah. Is this controversial? Onimusha? I think Onimusha is just all right. Patrick, what are some fighting games that are just all right? Boy, there's so many. I mean, on one hand, yes, but on the other hand, at least this is for me, right? Like I was yeah. saying earlier, that shit, when shit hits for me, it makes it hard for me to understand that the shit doesn't hit like that for everybody else. Right. And with fighting games, I look at any fighting game and I'm like, oh, you are beautiful, special, and perfect in your own way. <laughs> I right? agree with that, Even though. Even the bad ones are like pizza. You Like any fighting game is a certain base level of good. And then if you found ways to make it go below that, like you fucked up in ways that can only be considered a con- contribution to the genre overall. So <laughs> while I generally agree, I, I tend to find, because as, as you know, I love uh, what they call poverty fighting games. I love the games that have 
messed up in a way in an interesting enough way but there are games that are like bland and uninteresting and like the ways that they failed are not intriguing like for example Mm -hmm. uh fight for life on the atari jaguar i don't know if you've ever played it but it it's like we wished we could make virtual fighter but we couldn't this is the best we could do and it's Mm. it's it's just like there's nothing going on like the fact that it runs on a jaguar is the most interesting thing about it i see i see i see so i think there's a few out there that are like that the the sailor moon fighting game for 3do is fine the most interesting thing about that is that sailor moon characters are in it the sailor moon Uh, fighting game for the super nintendo is like mechanically interesting and and oh it's amazing I just remembered there was something I meant to do last uh, the next time we had Patrick on the show, but I forgot to book it because it, we had this whole other theme going on. But uh, we got to get you back on for like a 20 minute special or something where we just watch uh, the Salty Bet stream. Oh, that's comment right. Oh, it. hell yeah. Yeah. I'm super down for that. Yeah. Stuff. And do yeah, just we'll like do color commentary and everything that comes up. I'd love but to you do know that what we like should also do. A 20 minute special. What? Is we should do a ranking of all fighting games of uh, best fighting games or most no not best most interesting fighting games yeah weirdest fighting games best of the best yeah, yeah. or maybe maybe two separate categories one 10 best 10 10 interesting yeah yeah um i think anybody could make a best fighting game list so it would be more interesting if we did the 10 most interesting fighting games i mean i think if you call it insert credits 10 most or you know 10 best yeah. fighting games yeah then you insert get, credits yeah, top 10 then that's it, right? that's just it baby it's never yeah. best right it's, it's yeah it's just the, the insert credit list yeah. Right? Insert exactly. yeah exactly um i, I want to you mentioned sailor moon so there's something last night that delighted me uh during the olympics um which is that uh team usa on the beach volleyball team uh there's a player named kelly clace she has like two ponytails and they asked her what's up with that and she's like oh i really like sailor moon nice Um, oh that's awesome uh and uh she has a full metal alchemist tattoo um (laughs) someone mentioned to like the reporter that she's been playing video games in her hotel room so they're like what have you been playing and she's like oh uh spider-man miles morales like wow (laughs) this is great (laughs) we should get her on the show there's like there's like regular people who aren't just olympians that like i would hang out with that's cool we're finally getting to this point where like i was remarking on on this just the other day i was at the grocery store and there was a 50 50 year old man wearing a dragon ball z shirt yeah and, and it's like you know nerd culture is old now like yeah I mean, it, it really is it's not that we're all old it's just that nerd culture has gotten old to where this the spectrum of people that like this kind of nonsense can be like age eight through 50 something and and mm-hmm. without irony yeah, I was going to say in the movie adaptation segment that uh, Superman the movie came out in 1978 and Superman himself had been around for 40 years at that point. So if we go yeah. back to like 1981. I don't count that movie, by the way. That was an anomaly. Okay. Tim Burton Batman, so you can't those. Um, yeah, that's not Batman. This is a pretty awesome parallel, right? Because we opened this this podcast today talking about how our parents were grateful deadheads, right? Yeah. And kids these days are growing up into video games and you know broader kind of associated anime and nerd culture, whatever, uh, in a very similar way to the way we all grew up, like in kind of the a, a like mature middle of rock and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of us growing up, rock and roll was just around us. It was just this kind of music that you know was probably a lot of the music that you were listening to. Right. Just because it was everywhere. And our parents' generations could remember at, at, to, you know, to differing degrees, like what a pre rock and roll was. But that's not us. We grew up in this. It's just like water. Yeah. That's a really good note to wrap the show up on, but we're not going to do that because <laughs> okay. I got two more topics. <laughs> two more. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can do this one really quick before we go into the lightning round. Uh, just give me your answers. Uh, Esper asks, who is the Willie Nelson of video games? Oh, goodness. I immediately went to Snoop Dogg. Oh man, it probably is Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is the Willie Nelson of it. You know, I, yeah, Snoop Dogg has been video game adjacent enough that I would count him. I mean, he was in Tekken. Yeah. He's in the new WWE game. That's at like 1993 Snoop is in the new WWE game that's coming out. He's he's in a lot of in a lot of stuff. He's also in that drop it like it's hot Kirby meme video. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. That 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 qualifies. 
I guess the perfect thing about this is that Snoop actually doesn't need to do that much in video games himself for him to be in like yeah. Willie Nelson of video games. Right. It is the image of Snoop Dogg that we have uh, plastered everywhere. The other way to go is like someone who's old and venerable and nobody hates. And uh, I can't think of who that is. Miyamoto? That's, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, I, th- I think Snoop Dogg is a good enough answer. Gotta be someone who smokes a lot more weed than Miyamoto does. You know, he was the something else of video games, but yeah. I think I gotta bring him back. Uh, Jeff Minter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. It could be Jeff Minter. That's <laughs> it could true. be Jeff Minter. Because, like, Willie Nelson's, like, album every year forever. Um, yeah. And that's also Jeff Minter. Right. Yeah. Well, those are both very good, and I don't think I'm going to come up with a better one than either of those. That's fine, because I think I want to go right into our lightning round. I say it's Sonic. Okay, sure. Here's uh, one that I wrote, because Esper didn't include a lightning round topic. Uh, This one, you're all writing, you're all working together, and we don't get out of here until you reach the goal. But uh, what you have to do for me right now, you're all working as a team. To come up with 30 weed-themed parodies of video game titles. Oh, God. Okay, Smokey Bong Bluntry. One. Uh, we already have uh, Bong's Adventure and Super Bonger Man. Yeah, two, three. Um, Hold on, I have a whole list of Zelda ones that I put. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a list of these. Man, I love Smokey Bong Bluntry, though. Like, that, that one is, like, I love it. That's the cream of the crop right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean Blaze Green has always been a go-to for us fighting game players. Four. Mm. Sure. I mean, Chronic the Hedgehog, we got... Yeah. Sure, I'll count it. Five. I mean, we can get really bad, like, like stuff that would be in t-shirts, like Super Smokey O'Bros, right? Yeah, I don't count Chronic that. Trigger. No. Chronic Trigger count. Six. Oh, uh, you don't okay. count that kind? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's got to be at least mildly clever. I'm gonna okay. go through. I'm gonna go through a list of ones that I have come up with by myself in the past. All right. Okay. Let's Legend do it. of Zelda: A Link to the Grass. Seven. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Links Awakening. Eight. Le- Legend of Zelda: Bong Hit Princess. Nine. <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Smoke Arena of Time. Ten. <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Mary Jane's Mask. Um, Eleven. Eleven. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Weed. Twelve. Um, Legend of Zelda: The Mind Baker. Thirteen. <laughs> Legend of Zelda: Four Twenty Swords Adventures. Fourteen. Um, Le- Legend of Zelda: The Hashish Cap. Uh, I'm not counting that one. Okay, you don't have to. Uh, Zelda: The Bonged of Gamelon. That's fifteen. Oh, no. Legend of Zelda: Highward Sword. Yeah, sixteen. Uh, Link's Grass Bowl Training. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. We're over halfway home. Okay. Ah, goodness. Oh my go. god. That was that was amazing. Yes. <laughs> did anyone say smoke him on? Nobody did. No, I can't just did. That's 18. We're okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Um 12 more. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. My head is stuck on battle toads for some reason. <laughs> Bongle toads? That's not very good. That's not a thing. No. No. I'm using tools. Oh, now. I got one. Uh Yeonetta. Nice. That's 19. Nice. Okay, uh, for the Nintendo DS, uh, Lunar colon Dragon Bong. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, did we hear Vape Escape? No, mm-hmm. that's 21. Ooh. Okay. Um, Reefer Pinata. That's, that's oh, that's thing. good. 22. <laughs> did anyone do Assassin's Weed? Nobody did. 23. There was there was an Assassin's Weed Chronicles too, right? Oh, Assassin's <laughs> Weed Chronicles. I'm going to count that double. <laughs> Okay, but you gotta count Illweed too. Come Illweed, on. Yeah. Illweed, Illweed yeah. that's twenty-five. Okay. Um, uh, th- th- this is this is stupid, but uh, Silfweed. That's a, that's a <laughs> Silfweed. I'll count it. Twenty-six. Silf- silfweed. What was it? Was it? The, the, there's a game that's Gravity something. Gravity Rush. Yeah. Yeah. You could get Gravity Kush. Oh, Gravity you Kush could. is good. I like it. Definitely Twenty-seven. Could. That's a, that's one we haven't gotten yet. Okay, here's one that is not that great, but uh, Puffful Mail. Puffful Mail. I don't love it. I don't no, love it. No, that's not making the list. Okay, uh, Yakuza 6, The Bong of Life. <laughs> sure, 28. Um, uh, what about... Did anyone do Grasylvania? No, we didn't. <laughs> we should have. Okay, that's 29. We need one more to bring it home. Oh, man, I don't want this to be the last one. I was thinking that Load Runner works by itself. <laughs> 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 no, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, buzzer noise, buzzer noise, buzzer noise. Uh, that <laughs> is the episode of Insert Credit that we just did 
Uh, does anybody want to uh, do recommendations at this point? I do. I do want to. Sure, go for I it. I think that Patrick Miller should recommend strains of weed, first of all. Yes. Oh, Let's yeah, see. go. Why don't you go ahead and do that right now if you want to? I, my two absolute favorites are uh, uh, Green Crack and Trainwreck. Those are the, and this is this, they're they're on the older side at this point. Like the weed cultivation game has has been crazy, but I have very fond memories of hitting those two, and you can usually find them for like mid prices uh, if you're if you're on a delivery service. They have are these California but, strains? I assume. Uh I don't actually know. Like weed, weed demystified itself, or I guess the 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 weed right. connoisseur game. Uh, has significantly deepened after the shit got decriminalized, right? Yes. These days, I just go on the website, order whatever I want. It shows up on my doorstep in about three hours. It's fucking great. And no more, no more like white dudes with dreads and Ford Arrow stars rolling up and whatever. Like none of that <laughs> stuff. But because of that, like when I, when I bought weed and it was illegal, it was like everything I got. I was like, oh shit, I got some green crack. Yo, this is amazing. That I, you know, it, that would be on my head for three months. Now I'm like, I can barely remember some of the stuff that I've been smoking on. Um, but those well, two will forever. Yeah. Right, but those two will forever, uh, forever remain fond. I, I say, I say, place a place in my heart. If you can remember the strain, it probably wasn't that good. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to do some recommendations. I feel that it is only appropriate for me to recommend as many of my favorite stoner rock bands as possible because Ooh. I was I was big into this genre in the uh, <clears throat> late '90s, early 2000s, and it's a good. It's interesting how the the best places for stoner rock were like there were three places one the Midwest two the American South uh, three Sweden Sweden was a little unexpected one but uh, they were really good over there so here's my favorite stoner rock albums but I'm ignoring all the big names because except for maybe one uh, because I feel like that's not what you expect from instant credit you want to get the deep cuts yeah so Sea of Green Northern Lights this is an EP only five or six songs on it. But it's very like airy kind of stoner rock that's um, a little more vocally driven. And uh, it's it's really nice. It's it's just fresh feeling somehow. Mammoth volume, single book of songs uh, and also their self-titled album. But single book of songs is probably not probably it is in my top 20 rock albums of all time. Personally, this is one of the I think they're from Norway. They are so instrumentally advanced compared to most stoner rock each song has like five parts to it and they their hooks are so good it's it's really really worth listening to terra firma their self-titled album it has a lot of notes in it it's um they don't have as many riffs and changes as mammoth volume but they have like more musically com complex more prog kind of influence without being psychedelic stoner rock so that's a good one Lowrider's Ode to I.O. is a very classic Swedish-style stoner rock. Um, just all catchy riffs all the time. Very good. Uh, Gamera's Smoke and Mirrors album has extremely chunky guitars. If you want to get that kind of like down and dirty stoner rock vibe, they're really good. Uh, now I'm going to go into a few that are a little more like, they're not pure stoner rock. They're more into like a little verging on the metal zone. Uh, there's Bongzilla. Their Stash album is really good. All their albums kind of sound the same, to be honest, but it's very like deathy stoner stuff and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, quotes from horror movies and these things and and uh, like bong rip sounds and things. You know, it's just one of those ah. kinds of albums. Nightstick's Ultimatum album. This is a uh, despite the name, they are an anti-cop, anti-imperialist kind of more hardcore oriented stoner rock album. Pretty good. Uh, the, the cover has them just all wearing pig masks. Um, and then there is I Hate God. This is the one more popular band, but the singer died in the last two years and I never got to see them live and I super regret it. Their album Southern Discomfort is fantastic. That's good. That's and good the, the first song on there is called Ruptured Heart Theory. And that's basically when I'm actively trying not to talk to anybody, when I'm like, it's time to leave me alone. That song is like the embodiment of what is happening in my head at that time. Like just uh, listen to that song and you'll be like, oh, that's 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 why I should leave him alone. Um, it's not necessarily in a bad way. It's just like I'm I'm preoccupied, pre preoccupied. I'm going to just make that up as well. That's good. In that particular zone at that time. OK, those are my recommendations. Frank, speaking of being uh, needed to be left alone, what are your recommendations this week? <laughs> I just suddenly got a craving for peanuts. I don't know. Maybe I got a contact high. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to recommend some uh, uh, roasted peanuts in the shell. 
That's uh, good. Go go reunite yourself with those because uh, if you're like me, you haven't had those in years. Sounds Frank, great. Have right? you gotten the smoked mozzarella peanuts that you can get from? I think it's the Carolina Nut Company. What? No. That sounds good. They're so good. You can get them at um, Cost Plus World Market in in Oakland by the Bed. Mozzarella peanut. Okay. And uh, mozzarella, smoked mozzarella flavor peanuts. Whoa. They're so dang good. Get Whoa. some of that. I'll okay. get you some. Talk about okay, your yeah. underrated gamer snacks. Yeah, for real. All right. I've been watching uh, The Righteous Gemstones, and I would like to recommend that everybody watch the first 90 You're talking about sec- Steven Universe? Uh, <laughs> nice. 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 Uh, no, uh, I'm talking about the uh, John Goodman show. I would like to recommend that everybody watch the first 90 seconds of episode eight to hear uh, Walton Goggins deliver one of the best lines I've ever heard. Okay. Uh, I would also like to recommend that uh, if you're listening to the show anywhere where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you subscribe to or review this podcast, you dummy. Yes, please. Uh, it helps us a lot. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit to support us financially. Uh, there you could, uh, why, why would you do that? Well, because, uh, you could submit your own topics or get, uh, access to our regular episodes one day early. Patrick Miller, you do it. Okay. I'll go do that. No, no. I mean, you say one day early. One day early. Shit. One day early. Shit. (laughs) And, uh, even access monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content. Patrick, we're definitely going to organize that salty bed episode. I really, really want to do that. Oh, yeah. Also, for your 420th anniversary episode, yeah, you, sh- you all should be high, and I'll be this over. I don't know how. I've tried. Remember? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. M- maybe by then we'll be able to figure it out. It's, we, we, got, <laughs> we got a few years. If we do get to episode 420, which at this rate should happen around the year 2030, I'll I'll eat some gummies. How about that? We're gonna be so we're gonna be so rich. Yeah. By 2030. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna rule. <laughs> uh, you can engage with us. Uh, yeah. Do that uh, one day early. Uh, bonus uh, one episodes. day early. One day early. Uh, you can also join us on forums.insertcredit.com and follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Zavaldi. Brandon is at Necrozofty. And Patrick is at Pat the Flip. Uh, this show is edited by the great and talented Esper Quinn with <laughs> music by the indomitable Kurt Feldman. Once more. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Zafaldi. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Patrick Miller. And your game has now been saved. Wahoo yippee, as the kids say. Yeah, I, I need to go to sleep immediately. Yeah, you should go to sleep, <laughs> Jeffy.